hello oh my god you guys this is a solo phoebes pod episode welcome i just selena is on vacation she's on vacation she needs to go on a vacation so she's on one and um this is gonna be so weird so weird i do not know how single podcasters do this um, but she is on a vacation and I wanted to upload a podcast because I wanted to, one of my New Year's resolutions that I've never told anybody was that I wanted our podcast to be a little bit more, what is the word? Not convenient. Um, but I wanted the podcast to be a little bit more, um, dependable, dependable. That's not the word that I'm looking for, but we're going to use it. And consistent. Consistent is the word that I was thinking of. So we wanted, or I wanted, I didn't tell her this, (laughs) I wanted the podcast to be more consistent. So I'm doing a single podcast episode. And to be honest, I like to talk. So, and I wrote a list of things that I want to talk about. So we're going to get into it. And it's just going to be a me, myself. The kittens are sleeping next to me. And I do have Real Housewives Beverly Hills in the background. I'm pretty sure you won't be able to hear it because I have it muted um, on a very low volume. And I guess to start off, like the evening, I had a very, um, very chill evening. I made what I call a contents of my refrigerator soup, which literally is just all the vegetables in my refrigerator that I need to use up with... um, vegetable broth and um it actually turned out very well I would uh highly recommend doing that I feel like it feels also very like productive to make a use up all of your vegetables in your refrigerator soup just because you feel like you didn't waste any food um and in the soup in said soup I put um tomatoes zucchini onions a ton of fuck ton of garlic because who are we um potatoes tomatoes if I haven't said that already and um a bag of frozen peas and a like rice mixture with like barley and white rice and brown rice and um and it was very delicious I would do say so myself I used like a lot of spices to make it like more like Italian if anybody has ever looked up like the Italian like wedding soup or like I think it's like the Greek like lemon soup with like dill and stuff those are like my two besides actually I love all different types of soups but um those are like some of my favorite soups but anyways we made that soup it is all boxed up on the fridge I'll probably add photos to our Instagram of the soup as well and then also we had bananas in the fridge that were like getting to the point where they were very sketchy so of course they made banana bread um I did I was going to make a brown butter banana bread recipe but I didn't have any butter so (laughs) so we went the vegetable oil route um, but, um, I haven't tried that. That is actually going to be my snack after I'm done with this podcast episode. I, but those are the things that I did tonight. Um, I will probably upload photos of all the food that I made tonight. And as I'm sitting here, I'm actually watching obviously Beverly Hills and there's a commercial for a movie called Argyle. I think it's like Agent Argyle. 
The cast, I do say most so myself, is pretty loaded. Um, Jessica Chastain, Dua Lipa, Catherine O'Hara. Oh my god, I am like actually so proud of myself that I remembered all those celebrity names. But um, it's actually, I feel like it's on my list to go see. I also would love to go see the Mean Girls musical. It's like a movie musical. Um, um, everybody knows that I love Busy Phillips, so I want to go see that movie and see her in it. Um, I, so I have a list of things to get through of what we can talk about. Um, and just like questions for you guys. But I, before I get into the list, I should talk about what my current obsession is. And that is Paul Mezgal. Um, he is just a beautiful, I'm pretty sure Irish man. And my friend Jenna, shout out to Jenna, um, one of her favorite books is Normal People, and I'm pretty sure he's in that movie. I I tried to read Normal People, but I did I couldn't get into it. I feel like the movie Normal People will like actually wreck my soul, so I can't watch it. Um, the new movie that he's in, which I'm gonna look up right now as I am like talking as well. Um, but he's in a movie with Andrew Scott, who, if you guys don't know, he is the priest from Fleabag, um, which is another show on my watch list. Um, he is Irish, by the way, if anybody is wondering. But his new movie that just came out with Andrew Scott is called, let's see if I can find it. Um, okay. All of us, all of us strangers. Oh, it's a technically a fantasy romance. I feel like there was a TikTok explaining that like, oh, waiting to like watch a like queer love story between obviously Andrew Scott and Paul Mescal. Um, but then like the person said like, oh, and then going through like the trauma of like not having like I think she said like a present parent or a parent who passes away or something like that. So, um, uh, but anyways, that also looks really good. Um, I do not know. Oh yeah. I was talking about Paul Mescal, but anyways, so my, my, um, obsession was the chicken shop date where, um, I'm not going to butcher her last name, so I'm not going to say it, but her first name, Amelia, she, um, she interviews people on the red carpet and I like have to say she does like a phenomenal job. She really, she's like one of those like niche people. I feel like that just know all of the weird quirks about celebrities has anxiety. I don't know if she does or not, but I feel like she has like, like normal social, social anxiety that like a ton of people have that we don't talk about but like obviously like actors and stuff when they're getting interviewed they're so used to acting and stuff like that that they I and this is just all my personal opinion like that it's it's hard to be on like it's hard for anybody to be on a red carpet because like you're kind of like weirdly gloating about yourself and like you have to look nice and all these things but she just does a great job of like interviewing people and people like and keeping people like and asking like slightly like I would say important questions but also keeping it light and lighthearted and like just in comforting like it's not very like grilling people on stuff or anything like that and I it's on my list of things again to watch how many times can I say that things again to watch is the chicken shop date 
um, with Paul Mezcal because I feel like, and I, I so badly want to say Paul Mezcal, but it's, or Paul Mez, yeah, Paul Mezcal, but it's Paul Mezcal because she found out from Andrew Scott that is how you say his name. Also, he does speak English in the Irish language, which I'm pretty sure is Gaelic. It says that on Wikipedia. Um, but, um, yeah, so that was like my obsession. I get, I guess to like get into a very serious, or not that serious of a topic, but kind of serious of a topic before we start talking about Vanderpump rules, because like we like, we need to talk about Vanderpump rules. Like I can't, I like the, I'm recording this the night that I'll probably put this up live and, um, the premiere was yesterday obviously nothing really happened in the premiere just because like the premiere the juicy the juice the juice the juice of the show comes in the middle towards the end if not literally at the reunion like so just because like the obviously if you watch like the first couple of seasons of Vanderpump it's just full with like natural drama because they're not they're not kids that have stuff to lose or are pop like I don't want to say popular but like have like money and like people know them yet so it really isn't it really isn't um it is more drama filled in the earlier seasons just I feel like that's just like with every single reality tv show but it's just like so fun like it's so wild that I've been I obviously did not start Vanderpump Rules from the beginning but like I have watched it from the beginning like multiple times it is like my show it is me and my friends my best friend Danny's like show and um but I literally <laughs> am now already talking about it but um what I w- what was I going to say is oh fun fact too about the first season is Stasi. do you remember when she goes out to lunch with Jax and she um Jax was like, I don't want to get into the bed with the devil. And she was like, I am the devil. And don't you forget it. Like power. Oh my God. Like what a bad bitch line. Obviously Stassi has in the earlier seasons has like things that I could, that are not, not, not the best at the way that she acted, but that level or that line was just like the perfect execution. Um, but apparently I think I listened on her podcast that that was like the first scene they shot of that show ever which is so wild to start start right from there um okay to quickly get into the serious stuff we're gonna talk a little bit about women's rights I know shocker we are all so shocked by that statement like people need to sit down like people are weeping because they need to sit down for how shocked they are for me to talk about women's rights but anyways um so, you know that I live in the beautiful, beautiful, like, drop-dead gorgeous state of Wisconsin, obviously, if you come here in the summer. And our legislators, bless their old white man's hearts, um, don't really know what it's like to be a woman. Let's face it. They are old white men. Um, if you look up anything on Instagram, which I feel like I should put on my story, our podcast story, because it's actually wild how these men talk about women. One man, I believe, said he he used to be a veterinarian and was like comparing animals and women, which is, I, oh God, I can't, I like don't even, 
I don't even understand it. I don't even understand it. But anyways, with that being said, these idiots um, decided to try to push forward a 14-week abortion ban. Now, if you do know that in the state of Wisconsin, we have a trigger law slash, slash ban in place from like the early 1800s, which is just so everybody knows, like before women could like open bank accounts, before women could have credit cards. I don't even, there wasn't even credit cards in 18, the 1800s, but, um, <laughs> um, I was laughing at something at the reunion, not what I'm talking about. But anyways, so they, these mo motherfuckers, I can swear on this podcast, I don't need to say mofos, these motherfuckers decided to put in a 14 week, like try to try to like mosey in a 14 week abortion ban just to seem like they're like with the times, dare I say. And I kind of got a lot of this information on other people's, other people's Instagrams and stuff like that about like what it means because these, like, I don't even, like, I wish there was a word to call these types of people, but there really isn't. Unfortunately, when you live in a patriarchal society with the horrendousness of capitalism, there really isn't an evil enough word to call old white men. Maybe we can make one up. If you can figure one out, make one up. Just like, just to, so we can, so they know, I mean, they probably would never know. But anyways, so 14 week ban. So they are up for election in April, which is my birthday month. Everybody knows that. Um, And I mean, what I would love for my birthday is for a lot of these fuckers to get out of office, to be honest. That's like my only wish. Because I I love my state of Wisconsin. I love living here. Um, I love being a Packer fan. I love the summers. I love the Midwest. Can I say I love a little bit more? And it would just be nice to live in a state that also loved women. Um, it really it really would be because to be honest, at the end of the day, someone's abortion or so, whatever someone does with their own fucking goddamn body is none of anybody's fucking goddamn business. Can we say that louder for the people in the fucking back? And yes, I'm talking to you, legislators of Wisconsin, who think our bodies are something you can make rules about. No uterus, no opinion. Rachel Green said it the first time, or the, I don't know if it was the first time, but Rachel Green said it the best on fucking friends. No uterus, no fucking goddamn opinion. So get the fuck out of it. And so I, this is just a PSA before I go on a, like a tirade of things, um, to remember to vote, Mo- vote these fuckers out. They don't belong here. They they do not represent us. They do not re- represent me. They do not re- represent the great state of Wisconsin. Um, and they sure as hell do not belong in my fucking uterus. Like a lot of men that I could fucking list off. Like, you know, the, the, when the credits, oh no, what it is like on a drug commercial when they say the side effects, I feel like that's like, like side effects of (laughs) trying to get, or, or it should say like the people, 
I guess we should actually hear their names though too. But instead of like credits rolling, it should just be the rolling of like, these are the motherfuckers that you should probably vote out of office because they don't give a shit about you. And then just like say all of their fucking goddamn names. Um, but yeah, just remember to vote. It was like the 51st anniversary of Roe v. Wade. Bless, bless her. Um, like a couple, I think a couple days ago. Um, and, uh, what was I, I was going to say there's this, um, let me just go to my Instagram really quickly. Um, one second. Oh, oh wait. Okay. This is South, um, Southwest Wisconsin megaphone is a great, a great resource. I've been posting things for certain days for them so that we all know like that abortion is essential healthcare and, and that also for people to just remember to get out and to vote and to vote against things that attack our freedom. I think it's kind of ironic too, that like we live in the country of like life liberty and the pursuit of happiness and the country of freedom when like it really only means it really only means white men are free it really does it only means old white men are free and I mean I love the Gen Z generation of like women and men because I feel like a lot of them besides like the bible thumpers are probably getting like they're probably really learning what it's like because a lot of these old older people I don't want to blame all of them but a lot of them set a lot of these generations up to fail because they there was one Instagram Instagram um oh wow okay we're doing good on time there's one Instagram like meme that said that the older generation aka like boomers like told us what to do like gave us like here this is what you need to do in life like you need to go to high school graduate go to college graduate you'll have a great paying a job and they like and don't get me wrong I feel like there's a lot of people too that there's a lot of fear-mongering going on that like convinced the boomers that they that the younger people can also get what they had and sometimes too when you have the privilege of getting a lot you don't realize that other people have to work harder for that um or when like you you kind of like I don't want to say automatically get it because obviously there's uh, obviously a ton of people work hard out here but like I think you understand what I'm saying but the sometimes I don't even understand what I'm saying but what I was going to say is the Instagram was basically they told us all of this stuff but then um, they told us to do all of this stuff, but then changed the rules of the game. And it's so true. So fucking true. Um, I mean, I could go on about that for a really long time, but I'm not going to just remember, like, I, I feel like there's like a, obviously a saying, a very old saying that you can get a lot more bees with honey than with vinegar. And, I'm like trying to like practice that, but I'm an Aries, so help me God. But I will say that you know a woman that got an abortion. It might have not have technically called been called an abortion, 
but she could have had a medical procedure like a DNC or a like a, an abortion pill or an abortion procedure or like and it doesn't and I think it does harm a little bit us too that we just don't call medical procedures which is what an abortion is also abortions because it 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 makes it look like something that is is an abortion is worse than something else when they're both the exact same thing and there's also they also I feel like fearmonger the fact that like women can get an abortion at any time during their pregnancy which is so not fucking true at all and again when late-term abortions happen I I feel like there was a video in Pete Buttigieg um I am probably butchering his name so I apologize said it the best way that when women in late-term abortions in like the third trimester end of second trimester are getting medical procedures they picked out a nursery They picked out a crib. They picked out a car seat. They picked out a stroller. They they picked out these things to become a mom. They wanted to become a mom. And there was there's something that went fatally wrong with that baby that they wanted to have. The women aren't going to hospitals being six months pregnant and be like, I don't want this anymore. That that just doesn't happen. And I think the reason why there's a, there's a ton of reason why they attack this and it's mostly because it's very easy to control and to manipulate those can that those can that cannot speak back. It's very easy to stand up for those that cannot speak back, meaning the unborn. And and that's what like Republicans need. Republicans need people to not speak back. And hence why they tried to lower the or higher the voting age because they know Gen Z is going to come out and vote. Um why they pick apart like every single fucking thing and fearmonger everything to make they have to the only way they can win is by people not voting the only they can win is by democracy not working like and and to be honest I would I would give two shits I would give two shits I mean I would think they were a bad person if they believed in certain things but if they actually just stood up for their convictions of how horrible they are, then I think I would be less annoyed and irritated and mad all the time. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, but I just, yeah, I wanted to let you know that there is multiple reasons why women have these, again, medical procedure, abortion. It's not a bad word at all. And at the end of the day, it's none of your goddamn business. So make sure you vote with the people who think it is their business because I will not live in a world where Joey is right. That is a friend's reference if you did not get that. Um, and to go on a little bit with the Republicans because they they make me laugh. You know, sometimes you have to laugh. You have to laugh. Otherwise... It it's going to get dark and gloom. And there has been ruminating a Taylor Swift, um, Travis Kelsey, like, uh, conspiracy theory. And don't get me wrong. Like, I, 
and now that I'll say this, they, they will win. Um, but I want the 49ers to win. I know they beat the Packers, but I cannot begin to tell you how much I do not want the Chiefs to win. Um, and it's nothing against, I mean, maybe it is a little against the Chiefs, but I'm just kind of like, we get it. You're there. You're good. You have little baby tantrum fits. Like we get it. We've talked, I've talked about it so much. And to be honest, like, I mean, if the Chiefs do win, I'll be happy for Travis Kelsey um, and Taylor Swift, but no one else. Um, And maybe Mama Kelsey, to be honest, too. But, um, but yeah, I am, I am rooting for the 49ers. I'm rooting for George Kittle. He was an excellent fantasy player on my team. Love it. Love him and his wife. They... They have like matching fits, matching outfits, and it's like super cute. It's like a denim, like graffiti fit, and I fucking love it. But, um, anyways, okay, so the conspiracy theory we need, like, I feel like a drum roll, but I don't know how to find that sound. So just pretend that there's a drum roll, anyways. Okay, so, um, Katie Grosbard. Katie Grossbard. Um, she has a Instagram about like news and stuff and like posts, um, like social media, um, social media things, um, and is obviously like left leaning, but okay. So this is the conspiracy theory. Um, This is what someone said. I love the idea that liberals conspired to get Taylor Swift to date Travis Kelsey. Travis. (laughs) Travis Kelsey. And then rigged the playoffs because this somehow abstractively helps Biden. Which he's single-handedly sinking his ship by not... By giving... um, By not standing up for Palestine and the thousands of people who are dying. So I really don't know how... Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift can help him right now. But um anyways. Um and that person also said that's where we shine. We can't get free healthcare, but perfectly execute a Riddler-esque conspiracy to ruin a football game. So, um The other thing that I think is kind of funny too is like there's like a lot of talk of like the chief's name and that it's not like appropriate obvious for obvious re- reasons. Um, so someone else commented, it's funny that there's a white football player on a Midwestern team with an inf- offensive name dating a blonde haired blue eyed country singer and Republicans hate them, which is actually so incredibly comical. I can't even like begin to tell you. And last but not least, beautifully done by this woman. Republicans haven't won the popular popular vote in 20 years. So now we're trying to we're trying the novel strategy of attacking of attacking one of the most beloved pop stars on the planet and the NFL. I you can't you can't make this up. You literally cannot make this up. And it just goes to show you that they're like, and I'm not, I am not going to sit here and say the Democrats aren't doing any better. Like, I really want to get the shirt that says anyone under 50. Like, can we, anyone under 50 and maybe a woman? Like, you know, like, take a little bit of notes from New Zealand and their prime minister and how, like, she's like a fucking boss bitch. 
and like realize that men ain't shit and they've been trying to do they've been trying to do something that they like literally cannot do at all in life and so but I don't know I just think it's it's I don't know I think it I think there's a lot of irony and hypocrisy in the Republican Party I did not expect to talk about this this much but it's it is just kind of funny um and I again like I said I'm not saying that the Democrats are doing any better but like like I feel like the Republican ballot is just to hate on people like they just they are so filled with vitriol and hate and Ron DeSantis obviously stopped his presidential campaign which thank the fucking goddamn lord um I mean did we really think he was gonna get that far probably not he's too short um but like he wanted to get rid of the department of education like I oh god I like I really wish I don't know I don't even know what I wish but I just, I really would like to know, I would hope that the money is worth it for them because I cannot actually fathom someone actually thinking the way they do. Like, I can understand having conservative ideals. Like, and that means like, I don't know, like conservative financial ideals and like being more like being like anti like government or like more of an anarchist or like in making wanting small government or whatever and but like this like bullshit of like going after like trans youth and abortions and women and just it's just they do say which I think is really funny is they do say when a man starts blaming women he's hit rock bottom because he can't blame anything else and he hasn't blamed himself yet and I kind of agree with that because it is it is very women are literally the world's like punching bag when it comes to stuff like the amount of like and don't get me wrong like I will sit here and say that I'm surrounded by such amazing men not physically or currently but like in my life but like ultimately like the 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 America Ferreira Barbie monologue literally perfectly explains it And it's obviously also for like just the beginning roots of feminism, because if you look into anything, anything in history, it is especially the great United States history. It is literally rooted in racism, sexism and misogyny, trying to perpetuate the patriarchy like there is nothing we can't have without any of this stuff. And it's just so sad and slightly overwhelming. I did not mean for it to get (laughs) super depressing. And I actually cannot believe I am talking for this long. Like I like, I like to talk. I, I'm going to admit that I like to talk. I like to hear myself talk, but I am surprised that I actually have enough to say. I am like in my follicular ovulating phase. So that's probably why I'm actually want to be social and want to talk. And I did not go like out and about today so um but yeah I'm pretty sure that's pretty much it just remember to vote remember to vote we need to vote um I don't know I I feel like I I could explain so much more about this but 
Um, if you need something to listen to about the pro-life movement and (laughs) guess what that's rooted in racism. Oh, love it. Love it. Love to hear that nothing they ever do can just be rooted in things that they like want. Like I just, I can't, but, um, basically it started like in the early to middle 1900s and there was like a private school in some southern fucking state that should probably be in the ocean and they like didn't want they wanted to keep their school their school segregated but if they did so it must have been a public school but if they did keep their school segregated they would have lost their government funding ding 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 so instead of being huge fucking probably racist sexist homophobic transphobic horrible human beings and just showing what their true colors are for what they are they decided to go after a cause and that said cause ladies and gentlemen was being pro-life because it looks so much better as a school by being pro-life than it is to look like they want to be racist Obviously, there is so much more nuance in that story. Um, They obviously were able to start a campaign of being pro-life and being like the pro-life school. Oh, God, gag me. Um, But anyways, if you want to learn more about that, I highly suggest, so fucking highly suggest you listen to You're Not Wrong About, and it is the pro-life episode. I'm going to link it in below, and then I'm also going to link um, Southwest Wisconsin Megaphone as well. Also, the voting link to make sure you're registered to vote. Um, I'm pretty sure you can still register to vote. I'm pretty sure you can actually register the day you vote, but I'm not. Don't quote me on that. Laura would actually be a better person to ask about that. Um and I'll just I'll link a couple things I'll link I'll link a couple other episode podcast episodes to listen to about this like topic and about just what just just to to know to vote and to talk about or to like listen to people that are a little bit more better at speaking and possibly don't swear as much but anyways swearing it can be really fun anyways okay to wrap this up oh my god I'm so proud of myself it's 34 minutes I was hoping I'd talk for at least 30 minutes and we're over four minutes um we're gonna talk about VPR and we're also gonna talk about Schwartz and Sandoval being on the vile files okay so first of all overall I want to shout out to (laughs) not that they're gonna listen to this podcast episode but anyways shout out to Nick I actually, he did a great job interviewing them. He did not let anything slide from Sandoval. Cause like I can sit here and say that I like would grill Sandoval and like literally tear him to shreds. And, but like when you're sitting in front of a person, it's like obviously way harder to do that. But like he really didn't let anything slip. And I, I feel like I'm going to talk a little bit more about this podcast episode. because it was just very interesting to listen to. I feel like you should also give it a listen if you're into to Vanderpump the interview starts about like 30 30 to 40 minutes in 
if you're there for the interview because I, I I actually love long form podcasts like I love when they're like two and a half hours just because I'm like in my car all day and in coolers all day like I like the long form podcast so I don't mind but like sometimes people just people want to listen to an interview and they don't have as much time so like 30 to 40 minutes in I believe and um first of all Sandoval was late um and it actually, the interview actually made me like Schwartz more. Now, I am not a Schwartz apologist at all. I think it actually breaks my heart to, to like, to see that he never actually got Katie's side of, like, the story in the sense of, like, you never stood up for her. Like, now, of course, I watch the show. I do not know their real lives. I would like to say that. But I just, like, it really does break my heart that, like, and I'm not saying, like, I actually love Katie. I love her haircut. Oh, my God. It is so fucking badass. But um, I just think that it is just, she, I think she, this is my theory now. Stay with me. Um, Is that I think over a course of a time, she kind of just realized that Schwartz was never going to pick her. And she was like, then I'm going to, I'm going to leave. Like, and I, I get it. I totally get it. I feel like every girl, especially when they're younger, has been a pick me girl and, and it has like gotten mad when the guy doesn't necessarily pick them and like, kind of like, like rages out over it. And, and then eventually you like grow up and you realize like men ain't shit. (laughs) Like literally ain't shit and and you're like wow I'm like actually okay like I'm okay without him I don't need him like why would I want to be with someone who doesn't want me like and don't get me wrong like I feel like he probably could have said that he wanted but his actions speak differently and and I just I I don't know I love that short. I love how nice Schwartz was to Nick and like how he was like, I don't know why he's late. He he did try to step in for Sandoval a little bit and Sandoval like recapping it a bit didn't own up to anything. It was always I'm sorry, but um, I'm sorry, but we were we were like not sleeping together for like two years. Like, I'm sorry, but we didn't want to actually be together. Like, I'm sorry, but it was just so hard to tell her like, Oh my God, fucking cry me a river. You narcissistic asshole. Like God, I like, can't even, I feel like that's aggressive, but I just like, I was like listening to it. And I was just like, so, so shocked at how wildly unaware he still is in on a fucking different planet. Like I like not in this world. Like, they called him when he was late and he like literally like I don't even think he had any idea that he was going to be on this podcast. And now do not get me wrong. I am not on time. I am a late person. But I will say I am on time for things that matter and I know that sounds really bad because like I don't want to I don't want to say that I don't want like people to think that they don't matter. And I feel like after actually after listening to this episode, I feel like that's something that I really want to work on is being not being late anymore, which will probably take a hot second. So don't quote me on that. But but like if I have like a yoga class or a work meeting, I'm going to be on time because I have anxiety like that is life. But like 
if if people are hanging out having drinks and they're going to be there till a certain time, I'll probably be there 30 minutes later. Like, um, and I don't know. I don't think late people like mean, like mean to be mean about them being late. Like, I don't think it's like, I don't, as a late person, this is, I'm just standing up for late people as a late person. I don't like think in my head, Oh my God, what is going to fucking piss off? this person that I'm meeting up right now, you know what? I'm going to be 15 minutes late. So they are mad at me. Like, no, late people don't think that way. Like at all. We, I have the syndrome of (laughs) thinking that I can get done more things in the allotted time that I'm given and then get mad when I can't get stuff done. So then I still get it done, but then I'm late to whatever I need to go to. Um, obviously not always that happens, but, um, I'm like kind of like low key sick of myself talking <laughs> talking for this long. But um the premiere wasn't necessarily that exciting. I will say that. Like it was just like a bunch of friends getting together. Lala ended up contact contacting Raquel, which like I actually kind of get like I like and Raquel was so young, like in when Sandoval like went after her and like I also there was like a clip where Sandoval was like I'm young hot and ready to mingle and I'm like young hot uh like question marks a little bit but anyways um and I just I don't know I just don't I don't I don't see Sandoval this is my personal opinion I don't see Sandoval ever learning to be honest I like I just he's in his 40s if not only 41 I think he's always been like this. I, again, have been rewatching Vanderpump. So the earlier seasons, how fucking crazy they made Kristen out to be. I would say out of everyone, Kristen is like my ride or die. Like I know she's like, she's like me where like I get mad at people's like decisions because I want them to be happy and I want them to be in like good healthy relationships and like but then it comes off as like crazy or like that you you know that something to be true but like no one will believe you so like obviously the definition of gaslighting but then you go crazy because of it because you're like I know it's fucking true like I literally have confirmation that it's true and I mean like obviously you can argue like where did you get the confirmation but um but also just like Sandoval is a fucking liar he's a liar like they all hide lies to protect them everyone in the group like they just all do like and it's just I don't know so it's and it's just it is really sad to see it is really sad to see Schwartz just like okay with it and just okay with like also like I feel like we did not really stick to this the fact that he knew for as long as he did is actually more of a betrayal like I even I voice texted my friend today and I was like saying if like I was ever dating someone which pigs might fly before that happens um and they were cheating on me and my friends knew and they didn't tell me that friendship would be done like I have a I am I'm black and white with a couple things and cheating is one of them because I fully believe that you can end a, I know I know also I wear a bracelet that said easier said than done obviously obviously sometimes any relationship isn't as easy as it is 
but also like you don't have to be here you don't have to be in a relationship you don't have to be here you don't have to own a home with someone you don't if you have major concerns about your relationship and how much you're having sex you don't have to be in that relationship no one's holding a gun to your head like sorry at the end of the day and the fact that Schwartz never told Ariana and I mean I guess you could argue he's friends with Sandoval so why would he quote unquote betray Sandoval and to that I say if you don't want people to know you're a shitty person don't do shitty things because I hate when people think that other people who are affected by their decision making don't have a don't deserve to know I think that's like really that's the shitty thing (laughs) is when you don't tell people did I maybe you followed that I don't know I don't even know if I followed that but um, I will say, too, in, like, the end of the show, Ariana, because on Watch What Happens Live, Schwartz said something about, like, giving Sandoval a hug, and Ariana was like, I'm done. And I um, I have iced someone out before. <laughs> I feel like that's a different story for possibly a Patreon, if we start a Patreon. And um, coming from an Aries I know I'm blaming that on my astrological sign again I would say for me it is the best thing to do and I know that sounds wild but for me it is the best thing to do and I understand what Ariana is doing it especially from a puppy dog person like Schwartz like he just never he never understood the consequences to his actions and I also don't like want to pick him apart because he also was going through a lot apparently in this season that's what they also talk about on the episode with his brother and his dad so like he might have not of all like he said he was sinking he was barely like floating but he does have to realize somewhat the like the consequences to his actions and and that's why it kind of bothers me to to round out this episode why he's so surprised that Katie wanted a divorce like did you really think your marriage was working like I just like you never stood up for your for your wife like Sandoval would constantly berate her and you didn't necessarily care at all and then on top of it to go back to the the Ariana thing like Ariana was like no I'm not talking to you like I'm not talking to you and and it bothers Schwartz so much and I'm like why like I don't think I would I I don't know I mean I I'm a little bit younger than Ariana but like I don't I don't even know if I would ever talk to Schwartz for what he did like I know people fuck up and they make mistakes but like that is to know something like that for as long as he did I don't know I just and sometimes you have to realize that it's not just this like what I think Nick says like this Peter Pan syndrome of just like floating through life and like thinking that there's no consequences to your actions and they're both like 40 like how I'm gonna end it is grow the fuck up grow the fuck up like literally like I like and even going back to women women have to grow up so fucking young it's actually wild how young we have to grow up and it's okay if men are literal assholes until they're like 89 years old on their deathbed like I my god I cannot I cannot deal you guys um with that being said I did start sports betting 
Um, I'm shout out to Jamie who helped me with it. I'm using the app Sleeper and I think Prize Picks. Um, I've won a couple times, but it literally is the luck of the draw. To be honest, I've only been betting on the NBA, but I did bet on the Super Bowl as well. But um. Yeah, that's what I've been doing in my free time. With that being said, I really love talking to you guys today. I'm surprised that I could talk for this long. I mean, are we surprised? Probably not. But um, anyways, you can find us um, at The Cash Women on Instagram. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, thecashwomen at gmail.com. Um, and um, I will be uploading Miss Sell Cat's podcast for Sunday or for Friday for Thank You Come Again. They have two podcasts locked and loaded, ready to go. So I'm going to submit those. And Miss Hida's um, is a wifey. Ah! Um, we will be back with our beer podcast in the month of February. I do not know what we're doing yet. So if you also have any um suggestions you can email us at the green bays at gmail.com if you want us to cover a certain brewery or something like that let us know but other than that oh i don't have my co-host to say peace so we'll just have to say it together um we will see you next wednesday peace